Drafting the Magic features the thoughts and opinions expressed by Christian Elton, Eric Pesolano, and today's guest and do not in any way reflect the views or opinions of the Walt Disney Company or any of its subsidiaries. Here we go again. We basically start from zero. We're tied 4-4. I had to get my act together. I don't know that I'm going to be able to survive if you win three in a row. It is a brand new ball game once again. And yes, today I go for three in a row, something I have never done. Obviously, you have never done two. But the big thing is if I win today, I actually have a lead in the series for the first time. And I know there's plenty of people probably rooting against that, but I'm really hoping it happens today. The one thing I'm... You know, for viewing purposes, right? We want people to listen in. If it got to like seven to one after eight, it'd be over. No one would listen. They sure. care. It's a huge lead. Yeah. So but it felt being, like the first two weeks, by the way, I was like, oh boy, it's right. gonna be like ten to nothing. <laughs> so being the great company man that I am, I think keeping it close is best for business. Yeah, I will say <laughs> that. You know, and going back on a couple of uh, couple of episodes. First off, I can't tell you how many times in the last two weeks uh, Sarah has told me she really wanted you to win, uh, and that you know it, it it comes down to possibly one pick. Right? Mm-hmm. I had three of her favorite attractions. You had two of her favorite attractions, and it it came down to that. And then you go to Ellen last week, and it was a things you've experienced and things that she hadn't experienced. And that might've been what sunk you. So yeah. it, it's, it's that we never know what the guest judge is going to say. Um, I think we've got an exciting guest judge today, but I will be honest with you, Eric, before we get to her, I don't think I'm going to do well. I don't know Halloween very much. <laughs> I, th- I think you're, you're me during the parades episode. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. think, I think that's where we're at. You may not have a, a ton more experience in the Halloween realm that I do, which makes me feel great about it, of <laughs> course. But I think to your point, I just haven't been able to find that X factor yet. Yeah. I feel like it's too, it's a heavyweight bout and I need to find the extra two inches of reach to be able to yeah. have that slight advantage. And I just haven't been able to do it yet. You know, I'm perfectly fine with you not getting that. I'd, ima- I'd, imagine, that yeah. X factor. I'd imagine you are. I'm hoping I've got this hot streak going. Halloween experiences at the Disneyland Resort. The Halloween time experiences at the Disneyland Resort is our topic today. I think that there's a lot more that goes into Halloween at the Disneyland Resort than you initially think. I mean, the atmospheres they create, they decorate the the lands in some of them. Halloween's a lot of fun at Disneyland. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's a great time of year. Uh, everybody looks forward to it. You know, you get out of summer. And it's been hot and the crowds come flocking through. Obviously, this is a much different year than anything before. But normally, it's just droves of people coming through. Now the weather shifts a little bit and the mood changes at the resort. And it kind of sticks like this all the way until the end of January, early February. Which is, it's really cool to have a theme park that can shift the entire mood of the place. And mix it up and make it fresh every every six months or every nine months, I guess, yeah. um, would be more accurate. So really, really looking forward to it whenever we can get back to Halloween time at the Disneyland Resort. Oh, we miss it. But I've got a common friend of ours, a common former co-worker of ours. Nicole Cornejo is joining us all the way from wherever she is to be our judge for Halloween experiences. Nicole, how you doing? Hey, guys. I'm good. How about yourselves? Oh well, we're we're hanging in there. I like the um, geographically vague. Yeah, <laughs> wherever she is, 
I'm what? just so famous. You have to protect me. It's true. Yeah. Can't <laughs> have all my fans just coming at my door. I mean, that was the idea, right? We we've got to make sure everybody <laughs> is safe. We can't have anybody knocking down the door. Nicole, what makes you qualified to judge our Halloween experiences here today? Well, I really love it. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you can tell from my attire with my Mickey-themed Halloween everything. Uh, I don't know. I just have always had a great love for anything spooky or spoopy, which is a little different. I feel like I have a well-rounded mix and love for things that are just, oh, that's adorable versus like, that's terrifying. So I think that falls on my resume as an appropriate judge for today. I, I think the, the spider earrings are pretty much what solidifies the deal. And I know, Christian, that you made a good choice. <laughs> yeah, 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 and I'll, I'll be very honest with this. I, I'm sorry, let me make that clear. Uh-oh. Her spider earrings, <laughs> yes, not, not your mine. spider not earrings. Okay. Spider yeah. earrings. <laughs> I was hoping you'd like them, but fine. Hers are better, I get it. <laughs> Kidding. Um, I, I will be very honest, though. I am not a huge Halloween fan, which I, you know, I said in the intro, I do think I have a little bit of a disadvantage here, uh, but but it'll be fun. So we're going to get down to the draft. The draft is going to be held between Eric and I, as usual, two big rules, as usual. Number one, we have to have experienced them, which is why I'm at a disadvantage here, because I feel like I haven't experienced half of the things at Disneyland that you can do with Halloween. But the other one, Eric, is we're not going for the, the easy, easy apples to pick off the tree. No, that's that's for sure. By the way, I appreciate you pulling a Eric during our parades episode and yep. not having to uh, experience everything and still trying to be able to pull off a, a yep. winning draft. So good yep, on you for be that. Hard. Uh, the second big rule that we put in place is you cannot take an attraction until round four. And the reason is we don't want to just take all attractions, right? We want to make yep. this much more well-rounded and give our judge something to consider rather than, oh, which which couple of rides do I want to go on? And for those at home that may be wondering, that does actually limit things. Uh, there are five attractions that get changes for the Halloween time mm -hmm. at Disneyland. So we're not going to be able to select all of them. we got to be able to choose other things. There's food, there's character meet and greets, there's shows that deserve to be on this list. So we're going to make sure that we choose them all. What do you think of that, Nicole? I think it's great. I want you all to just really sell me on your idea. Why oh you think it's the best. This is going to go terribly. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get down to the draft. Eric, you have the first pick in today's Halloween time at Disneyland Experiences. Drafting the Magic Draft. All right, so here we go. Number one. Now, number one is something that I hadn't seen until this past Halloween season. And I already know where you're going. Dang you it. already... Oh, well, I, first of all, I love that reaction because I'm yeah. really hoping you had this on your list. <laughs> I got to see it up close and personal uh, for the for the first time and, and actually see any part of it, really. I'm going with Halloween Screams. Taking the fireworks spectacular that goes on during Halloween. Every single segment in that, in that show, to me, just literally, it's in the title, Screams Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> and, and everybody who I was around, whether it was cast members or whether it was guests, always talked about how it was the one thing they looked forward to during the Halloween season. So I had to take their word for it until I actually saw it for myself. And they're right. And I'm taking Halloween Screams at number one. I appreciate um, that choice. I, you know, I think it's a really good choice. I think it's pretty solid because personally, I know I'm probably going to be attacked for this, but I'm personally not a huge 
firework person but i will admit just like that blending of the arts all coming together and that storytelling aspect all just from like the projections and fireworks really like just puts it over the top really sets the bar high so i thought that's a really solid choice good it, for you it's a good choice i'll be honest I, that's i did have it on my list so. anytime you cringe makes me happy yeah i, <laughs> I that makes me sound it like does. a terrible person but you know really it's just for drafting purposes but i will say i did cringe but you did not take what I thought you were going to take. And, and we just talked about this before we started recording. It was, what direction are we going to go with this? Yeah, I, I've noticed that when it's a topic that has multiple aspects, you know, attractions, food, retail, yeah. shows, whatever, entertainment, whatever, neither one of us can read the other one. But when it's one individual topic, if it's just attractions, if then it's, it's just food, then it's easier predict. for us to pinpoint where we're going number one. Well, I'm glad you didn't take this because it is one of my favorite things. Uh, you decided to take to the skies with the fireworks show, and I'm going to take to the streets with the Frightfully Fun Parade. I absolutely love that parade. I think it's amazing. You you talked about it when we did parades, that the, the Haunted Mansion float is one of the coolest floats that you'll see. There's a bunch of other characters involved. I love it. Nicole, what do you think of the fright, Frightfully Fun Parade? Oh, man, I'm so torn right now. <laughs> like, literally, I... The moment I first saw it, I instantly became a little kid because the concept's still the same. Like we've had Halloween Halloween parades in the past, but for some reason, just seeing the cast members put their all in these dance moves. But what really sold it for me <laughs> was the Cheshire Cat. I lost my mind seeing the Cheshire Cat living his best life on the back of that float. I even have an Instagram of me just zooming in, be like, "It's the Cheshire Cat!" <laughs> like I lost it. Ooh, I'm biased. I really like that breed. <laughs> I'm liking that out of for, out of round one, I, and that's why because I don't think you had seen it before until last year. I think you would mention that. And so when you said something you hadn't seen till last year, I was like, "Oh man, I'm losing the parade." But I didn't. I got it, and I'm super excited about it. I think that the I mean, the grave diggers with the you know with the sparks that were flying off the shovels mm -hmm. and all, all the cool things in that parade. There there are some really cool things. Of course, the headless horseman trotting down the street. It's no chef's kiss. Perfect, right? It's no boot to you, which I've heard from a lot of people, including our parade judge, that Disney World has the boot to you parade, and it's amazing, but Frightfully Fun is a good one, and I'm glad I got it at number one. So we've both taken something in our top five. Yeah. I had Frightfully Fun in yes. my top five, so I'm going to have to go to the backup list. Yes. But I don't have to go to the backup list for number two. Uh-oh. As we move oh on to the second round. This one was something that was brand new uh, to the Oogie Boogie Bash last year. And I thought, when I first read about it, my thoughts were, this could be really cool or this could be really... I'm going to go with not cool. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out to be really cool and I appreciated the way it was done. I'm taking uh, Villain's Grove. At number two. I knew it. Yep. That they overlaid the, the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. I For me, the, the lighting and the music. And that was all you needed to make an entire experience feel just a little bit creepy for the Halloween season, right? Not too much for the kids. And a little bit of that Disney magic touch with laser lights that would show off the characters too. So... Everything was in there without actually physically seeing a character 
or anything from any of the Disney stories, really, because it was just lighting, music, and some little light effects that made you see characters like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Silhouettes. Mm -hmm. Rather than actually seeing them and having it thrown in your face, I take Villain's Grove at number two. Well, I will uh, admit that I did not make it to the parade, or not not make it to the party last year, so I have quite literally no information on it. So, Nicole, go ahead. Take it away. I'll just sit back while you guys have a conversation. (laughs) I have to agree with Eric because, okay, so in my experience, you know, I hanged out with the character department at Disneyland. So there was a lot of rumor speculating that they were going to have the villains. That was where the villains were going to be having their meet and greets for the party. And when I got to experience it, I was thinking in my head, I'm going to physically see Facilier. I'm going to physically see the queen only to see exactly what Eric said. It's just a beautiful display of lights and candles and scents and fog. Like it was honestly so amazing. Like it honestly blew my mind. Even just seeing the little details, like Count Judge Frollo only had like some candles and the stained glass projection on the ground. But even though that was only his tiny section, it was such an immersive experience. Like you really felt like you were diving into the villain's story, which I really appreciated. And then just the blending, how you go from one villain to the next, it was an incredible story. But the grand finale of just being surrounded in the lights by the log, I thought it was a great use of the space. Like, I love me the challenge trail. I think it's a fun time. But, you know, it tends to be navigated towards our younger guests just because it's like, you know, it's an obstacle course, but to see it just completely transform at night that anyone can enjoy and just like truly just it blew my mind. I freaking love that thing. I thought it was amazing. I told everybody, if you're going to go to the party tonight, you better go to the trail. I, I think one of the smaller points she made in there is really what sold it for me was the transitions between scenes. You didn't really notice it. It wasn't just a hard, whoosh, you know, now you're mm-hmm. in the next thing. It was a slow transition into the next scene, which I appreciate. When you don't realize you've moved into something else, it, it's done correctly. All right. Well, I'll have to take both of your words for it because, again, <laughs> I have never done it. I YouTube would it. love to. I'm not going to YouTube it. No. Yeah, I was going to say, try no. to find a YouTube. It's not the same experience, but at least you get the idea. You know, and this is, you know, and, and kind of thinking about that YouTubing, it, that's the only real Halloween experience we could have with Disneyland this year due to the world we're living in. There is no Halloween at Disneyland. And yeah, they've got the merchandise being sold at World of Disney and now the backlot store that they've got. It's set up at stage 17. But you walk around downtown Disney. I was just there the other day. There's no Halloween decorations. It it is a very different time. And so I'm glad we can do this show to kind of give it a little bit of Halloween still. Uh, One of the things that I got to, and this this will go to my second pick. Uh, we're only on the second pick, right? I'm yes. totally keeping track. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Um, this is a show that I got to see about a million times, uh, thanks to where I was working. I absolutely loved, though, the a musical celebration of Coco. I thought it was an amazing show, and it really, uh, really lit up that corner of Disney California Adventure. You've got Goofy Sky School back there, but then you kind of have the Garden Grill, and it, I'm going to be honest, we never really went back to that corner. It We would pass by it to get to the swings, or to get to, you know, the Incredicoaster now, but at the time, California Screaming, and the Plaza de Familia that they set up in that corner 
is just a great celebration of Coco. I love the the presentation of Coco with the with the puppeteer I, or of of Miguel with the puppeteer. I loved it. They've got the mariachi divas in there. It's a good show. I'm going Coco with my second pick. Fantastic choice. Honestly, as a proud Latina, I just felt so proud of my people watching the Coco. Just like the combination. You're absolutely right, Christian. I feel like that corner, unfortunately gets really overlooked throughout the year but when the holidays come in that's when we really utilize that space Mm -hmm. but i will admit the imagineers like did a fantastic job just utilizing that space because they just added such bright and intense colors which really reflects like the latin culture we like to be loud we like to be proud so to really see that beautiful blend of colors but yeah honestly seeing the mariachi narrator come out and present the story of coco and why dia de los muertos is such a profound and amazing holiday um i know i personally got really emotional watching that show just because i was like what a beautiful display of culture and i think that's why i also like the walt disney company so much because we're so big on diversity and it was just a beautiful display love the music the dancing i can't dance to save my life i know but just to see that that show i was like oh i want to get up there and i want to dance too i will say (laughs) Um, I got emotional with that show as well because of hearing it about eight times every single day um, for, <laughs> due to where I was working. Um, maybe not have been the same emotions, but um, I knew every single word to the show, so that was kind of cool. Uh, but I, I, I thought it was a great show. I thought it was a, a you know, there weren't any par- parade floats that were needed for like the Viva Navidad or the Elena show they were doing. It was very much just <laughs> the actors and dancers and singers coming out doing a kind of stop show in the street and then going back over. So I thought that was really cool. Again, I think the marionette puppet was really cool. In the first round, we both took a pick that each other, each of us had in our yes. top five. And in the second round, we both took something that, that neither one of us had experienced. Okay. Oh, I hadn't seen it. Oh, nope. I, I didn't get a, didn't get a chance to, to get over there to see it. I like you last pick, take both of your words for it and hopefully <laughs> if it makes a return i'll get out there and and, and go check it there out. there you go so we go to round three now eh? to round three i struggled with this one this is this is the pick i struggled with the absolute most this is my food choice Ooh. all right and Ooh. uh this is one that was not specifically put out for halloween not only was it not halloween it was more just for the haunted mansion 50th anniversary celebration which I hope this item makes it back into the Halloween season soon, uh, whenever whenever we get back. But I'm going to take the bride and groom churros that were part of that celebration. And the reason I'm doing that is for a couple reasons. One, it's a churro. You have to get a churro when you go to <laughs> Disneyland. I mentioned that in our mm-hmm. snacks episode a while ago when Brady McDonald criticize me harshly for it yep. but I, I still pulled out that victory so i feel pretty good about all this. that matters and second if you eat something at disneyland and it doesn't absolutely get everywhere on you or the space around you did you really even eat anything it probably so not. with the the vanilla powdered churro and the chocolate powdered churro right bride and groom that's what i'm taking at number three it might have been the best churros i've ever had in my life and i'm not big on flavored churros just like I'm not terribly huge on parades, mm-hmm. but sometimes they come out and they surprise you, and you got to take them. Bride and groom churros at number three. 
I love how you said that if you didn't just make a mess on the area or yourself, I was like, man, custodial must love you. <laughs> I help. I would help. <laughs> model member, model, you're love giving, you. You're giving um, them work. I feel I feel bad just because um, I feel bad just because I've never personally had that churro. I will admit. I think Disneyland churro is the most superior churro and I completely agree with you. You did not have a real Disney trip if you did not at least have a churro. Um, I want to take your word on it just because it's a chocolate sounds delicious. So I'm sure it's a delectable Halloween delight. <laughs> what we need to do is we need to start another scoreboard for us and put a notch every time I take something the judge hasn't experienced. Yeah. Because I think I lead the world in that category. You, you might, <laughs> although I took a couple of parades uh, that you know that that Genevieve hadn't seen. So you're not the only one. So it happens. I have also never had these churros, uh, but churros are good. So I assume it's a good pick. Uh, you know, theoretically, that kind of lines up. So uh, for my third pick, I am going the exact same route as you. It is a food item that is not necessarily curtailed for Halloween, but it is the only sold during the fall time. It actually cuts off right when Disney starts going to the Christmas time. Mm. Boom. They bring in the new special of the season. But my favorite, and I will say this, this is my favorite food item I have ever had. And I'm worried that Nicole is not going to have experienced this as well. Um the white cheddar ale and bacon soup that is sold over at Pacific Wharf Bakery is the best food I've ever had at a Disney park. And that is high praise because I've had some darn good food at a Disney park. But that soup is killer. It comes in the bread bowl. It's my favorite. Nicole's got a smile on her face. I can't tell if she's had it or not, though. Go ahead. Break my heart. Here we go. No, Christian, I'm honestly like really proud of you just because first of all, that location is amazing. The Highly underrated. Chowder, it's, it's completely underrated. It's amazing. It's like made to perfection. But I have to completely agree. It's technically not a Halloween item, but it's a fall item that we offer. And like, Christian, I'm sorry, I'm not a big bacon person. However, <sighs> that soup was amazing. It just has a great blend of flavors and... Uh, 10 out of 10. So Loved happy it. Loved she's it. had it. Yeah, I'm getting to the point where I don't even know if we need to make the last two picks. That's how far behind I feel right now. Well, the last two picks are big ones, though. But I, I will say, the just because it's the topic right now, um, you have to go over there whenever Disney California Adventure does reopen. Um, the, the secret menu item, there's not a lot of secret menus at Disney. But there, you can get the bread bowl filled with macaroni and cheese. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. is something that is honestly what we need more of in America. So Life changing. <laughs> I think at Harbor Galley, you can get a lobster mac and cheese too. Yeah. I found that out mm -hmm. two days ago. Oh, there you go. I didn't even know oh. that. And I'm a big lobster guy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I classify it as a Halloween item because... It is only sold during the Halloween time. So that's why that is my, you know, and Nicole can, Nicole can judge this how she will. She may not judge that as a Halloween item and that's completely up to her, but it is only sold during that time. In my mind, it's a Halloween time item and I'm sticking to it with my number three. That's fine. We'll see how the rest of these picks go and I'll decide we at go. The end whether or not I file a formal Here protest. Here we go. Oh boy. All right. Here we go. Round four. We're going to attractions. Here we go. They are eligible. 
And I'm going to take one because that would be irresponsible of me not to. Of course. It's the one everybody looks forward to every year. It's the one that encompasses two seasons, right? It's it's. I, I like to call it the hybrid attraction because it, it goes over two seasons. It's very uh, dynamic. It's quite literally sense. a quarter of the year. Yeah, you're, like, you're right. It, it, it starts almost, in September-ish, ends in January-ish. It almost feels like it's it's mm. that layover of the attraction longer than it's actually the base attraction. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but it, it sometimes it feels like that. I'm taking Haunted Mansion Holiday. Uh, I, I think, uh, for me, name another attraction in which every season it comes around, it, there's a an item or part of the attraction that everybody looks to see. What's the reveal? What's it going to be? And that's yeah. the gingerbread house in the ballroom scene, of course. I, I think for... For the Haunted Mansion, not only is it my favorite attraction of all time, when you add in uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas to it, it almost breaks it up a little bit to where you get to see something completely different and it makes you miss the original attraction just enough that when it comes back, you're happy to see it again. So it it keeps the magic alive for the original attraction and you get to see something different during the holidays and it's the one attraction that makes you feel like you're in the season. Haunted Mansion Holiday is my number four. I think that's a solid choice. I feel like every year people just get more and more excited about this overlay. It's something that's unique to us here in Disneyland. Um, exactly that. I think it's a moment where not only do the guests get to have fun because it's the overlay, but also the cast members who are in the baking department get to have fun too because they're like, oh, what fun new thing are we going to reveal to our guest in the ballroom? I know I look forward to it. I That's the whole reason why I ride the attraction. I'm like, what is the house this year? Mm-hmm. And the fact that the whole room just smells of beautiful gingerbread, it's an amazing attraction. But honest to goodness, I think in that whole attraction, my favorite piece of detail She's actually a new adi- like a newer addition to the overlay, but Sally, yeah. I thought Sally was fantastic. She's outstanding, just longing, looking at Jack and like popping her little foot. She's adorable. I agree. I think I think the addition of Sally was not only great, but the entire attraction. It, they it's tough to get a traditional Disneyland attraction and then succeed in overlaying it mm-hmm. because let's let's be honest at the beginning if you watch the disney's imagineering story on disney plus they talked about how people were not happy with the concept of overlaying jack skellington and all the nightmare before christmas stuff on the haunted mansion that is a home run every single year mm-hmm. every single year so it's a good pick it was an easy pick i, I yeah. feel like it was it was the mm-hmm. obvious one it needed to be made i had to get back into this race somehow so i'm glad that this was <laughs> a quote-unquote Christian show, and I got the chance to pick first, so <laughs> happy to be back in the game. Hey, it's... In, in, but that's the thing, is it It presented... The rule presented us a challenge to try to draft other things, mm-hmm. uh, but the attractions at, at Disney Land and Disney California Adventure that get the overlays, that's a good big part of the Halloween time, and so I'm glad we're finally free of that rule <laughs> and can draft. I am going to go to the other theme park with my number four pick, Guardians of the Galaxy. Monsters After Dark has been an awesome addition. Uh, first off, I love it because it is a continuation of the attraction you've already been on. And when I was working in that area, I would tell people, make sure you go on it during the day before you go on at night, because the story is continuing. For those who haven't been on it, I won't destroy your lives by completely ruining the the ending and everything like that, but 
I love it. It takes about, it seemed like it took about an hour for them to shut everything down, get everything redone. You know, they actually change things in the queue. The video screens in the queue are completely different. Rocket even has a different like monologue that he does in the, in the prep area. I think it's such a cool attraction. It's the only song, the monsters after dark song that they did is actually written for the attraction. And so that's a lot of fun. Although I, I love me going up and down with Elvis the entire time. That's easily my favorite song on that attraction. But Monsters After Dark deserves a spot on this list. Maybe not as much as Haunted Mansion Holiday, but a close second to it. I got to go Monsters After Dark with my pick. I think that's a good choice. I think it's solid. Um, definitely, I always like to encourage guests. I was like, you got to hit that sweet spot. Like, get in the line around like 4.30. So yeah. by the time you're out and you're done, you go back in and now you're ready for the new attraction. It's like you're going in two in one day, even though it's the same thing. I think it's a really solid choice. What I also appreciate is that you pick something that's on Disney California Adventure side. Yes. I feel like a lot of our things happen on Disneyland. So I think that's why I really appreciate Oogie Boogie because it's now on my home park. Love her. We cherish California Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a solid choice because it gives, um, you know, that teenage group that who's like maybe that they're like too cool to go on haunted mansion but they're so cool because they're going on guardians that they have that little halloween treat too eric what do you think of guardians i know you love guardians of the galaxy mm -hmm. mission breakout what do you think of monsters after dark i feel the same about it i love it also my my favorite part is is what you mentioned it has really nothing to do with the actual experience of the attraction itself but the fact that it's transitioned in the middle of the day mm -hmm. I, me being a technical guy and, and and the operator side of me loves that that you're able to just flick a switch for the attraction itself but have to go down in the queue change everything over and almost make it a wildly different experience yeah uh in in a short period of time so that that's my favorite part about it but i do i do love the attraction I, and i knew you were gonna take it yeah yeah <laughs> because I didn't take Guardians the last time I had the opportunity to, and I wasn't going to screw that up again. Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> All right, here we go. The final round already. We're already here. This is going to be my personal tiebreaker. I have you both two oh, for two right shoot. now. Oh, so. shoot. Wow. I'm dead. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one may come as a shock to the both of you, especially coming from me. But the main goal when you go to any Disney park, really. What are families trying to accomplish every time they go there? They are creating... Memories. Thank you. Thank you, Christian, for the more you know comment. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I know you, what you're going to do. You I think, think you, I do. You think, you think I, you think I do. I, I struggled with this pick. I, I made an initial list of five and actually my fifth one, I just threw something in there but didn't feel great about it and I decided between a bunch of different things and I figured I had to settle on this. But if you don't take a picture yep. next to the Headless Horseman statue, did you even oh. really go during Halloween? I, I think f for me, the craftsmanship in the statue and the uniqueness of it with you know the smoke coming out and it being such an iconic character in Halloween lore uh, for, for Disney that you and your family and whoever you were with, you got to get a photo next to the Headless Horseman before you walk out. And you better make sure the sun has gone down completely before you do it. Headless Horseman photo opportunity. 
number five. It's a, it's a good one, it, and it's so cool with the steam coming out. Yeah, it's it's awesome. What do you think of the headless horseman? It's your it's your California adventure pick there. My baby. <laughs> um, honestly, when you you're leading up into this like photo opportunity, I was like, he's gonna say the pumpkin. He's gonna say the Mickey shaped pumpkin. So good for you taking a turn with the headless horseman. I agree. I think it's very unique, and it also gives people an opportunity. Like, oh, you don't have to go to Disneyland to take a photo opportunity. You can come to DCA. Uh, Disney California Adventure um, but I also like the sound effects like if you're ever just like waiting for your photo to be taken and you're standing right next to him and you hear like the horse wail and he's mysteriously laughing in the background it gets pretty spoopy so good choice good choice and that and that was my goal was not to go obvious I think yeah. everybody's clamoring for you know the, the Mickey pumpkin on Main Street in yep. Disneyland and sometimes mm -hmm. you're gonna have to wait a while that's true. It is a long line to take a picture with that thing. I, I love what I love what Disney California Adventure does too because it is not just the oh, there's the photo op. You walk down Hollywood Boulevard, you're hearing scary music all mm -hmm. the way around the corner to Guardians of the Galaxy, Monsters After Dark. They they change the lighting in the area. You know, it's all the purple lights in the trees. It, it is a real experience that it wasn't before. Mm -hmm. and, and all of a sudden, I don't know what happened when Disney was like, man, we can make money off of Halloween. And they really invested in California Adventure and they've got the projections up on Carthay Circle. I, I think they've knocked that thing out of the ballpark. Uh, so you're going with the decoration? Oh, gosh, no, gosh, no. That's not my fifth pick. We're just still talking about his. <laughs> I was like, is that what you're going to say? Oh, no, I, Decor. I agree. And I love, <laughs> I love the color scheme because I love purple. Purple's my favorite color. So to see all of one of this history decked out in purple and with bats, I love that there's just bats coming. It didn't, they didn't do it last year, which was disappointing, but I love that effect of the bats just flying out of Carthay Circle. I mm -hmm. thought that was such a beautiful, nice touch. Um, yeah, the color scheme, the characters wearing their adorable costumes, that's unique for that part. Yeah, I think it just has a good feel, but it fits with the timeline. Like, this is how we did Halloween back in the 1920s. And I, I was like, yes. History. I may have just Love it. upsold your pick. So hey, I, I appreciate it. Also, <laughs> you you really haven't lived until you're standing in the Esplanade at somewhere around midnight, one a.m. when there's no guests around, and Oogie Boogie's maniacal laugh comes over the loudspeakers and scares the living daylights out of you because you're not ready <laughs> for true. it. That's true. That's true. Um, oh man, it's a good it's a good fifth pick. It's not where I was gonna go. I know. Um, and I definitely <laughs> thought you were going to go with the pumpkin not too easy mm -hmm. for me and i was thinking i might go with the pumpkin but you've talked me out of it i took my too easy pick with with haunted mansion i had to mix things up and make it a little bit more unique that's fair all right that's yeah. fair um i am going to oh boy there, there's two <laughs> things i'm deciding between uh and and I'll be honest, the, the pumpkin is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I was not going to hide it. Uh, but I am going to go to... You, you say you, you hear that maniacal oogie boogie laugh and you get spooked by it. You could be a mile and a half away and hear the shrieking coming from Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy and, and the beast that is trying to get out. And so I am going to go Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy. It is... Another overlay of attraction. I personally, I look at it and I go, eh, it's not really Halloween. It's just 
a, a monster, but I guess Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters After Dark is too. So I can't really use that reasoning to disqualify it. They do do it. It is a... The overlays they do at Space Mountain are great. I I mean, I'm sorry to our good friend Dustin Geisler, who uh, joined us a couple shows ago for the Hollywood Studios Attractions one. Uh, he is too tall to fit into our Space Mountain. And so he did not get to see the Star Wars one or the Halloween one. And uh, I'm sorry, Dustin. I love you, bud. But I got to go with Ghost Galaxy on this pick. Nicole, what do you think of Ghost Galaxy? You can be too tall for an you attraction? Can, you can be too tall? You you can. I was actually too tall for one uh, at a competing theme park. Oh. I'll say it. At Six Flags. I was too tall <laughs> to go on one of the roller coasters. They had a height limit. Yeah. <gasps> oh, and Star Wars is so fun. Okay, yeah. so anyway. like, kind of back to... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're, like, you're like, Star Wars is so fun. It really is. Now we're going to be on a Star Wars episode. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll change my shirt. Um, <laughs> no, okay. So, kind of backtracking on your episode when you had your fiance on yeah. that week, and you were talking about Space Mountain. Uh, definitely, okay. I like Walt Disney World Space Mountain better. I just love visuals. I yes. love visuals. I love the fact that there's astronauts and stuff. So, when we have this version for Halloween here at Disneyland. I eat that stuff up. I love the ghost. I love the sound effects. And it sounds scary. Like you're trying to escape him. Like that makes me want to go to Space Mountain just because there is something to see versus just swimming in darkness. I would just, it's just not for me. But to see some sort of a visual, oh, I love it. I recommend it. I tell people, you better go get a fast pass. It's worth it. I, I mean, I'm not going to talk trash on our space mountain i still love it no but, not at all <laughs> but but I, I get that and and the projections are done very well um and I, I mean i almost think that ghost galaxy granted it was a number of years ago but it was kind of setting up to get ready for the star wars overlay um because i mean for a long time people are like when are we gonna get another star wars ride at disneyland when Boy, did we get our piece of cake after that one with uh rise of the resistance <laughs> yeah, and Millennium yeah, right. falcon smugglers run and all that uh but I, I think Ghost Galaxy is, in in a way, it amplifies the experience. You know, it's the exact same speed. Mm-hmm. You're not going faster on mm-hmm. that roller coaster than you ever have before. But something seems to be chasing you, and so it does create that level of fear almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, you're right. And I'm going to do a little politicking before we go oh, over this recap geez. and get a final judging. Okay. I could easily argue that four of your five picks are not Halloween-themed. <laughs> Easily. They they could be fall themed, which is fine. At the same token, to be fair, I would argue two of mine aren't necessarily Halloween themed either, oh, but geez. my three beats your one. I'm gonna leave it at that. Halloween isn't a season, it's a lifestyle. Darn okay, right. whatever makes you feel that Halloween goodie. Uh yeah, I feel like Christian's choices are valid. Yes, technically they're not advertised as Halloween, but they fit the mood, they fit the season. That's just I'm, my comment there. I'm not arguing they should be disqualified. I'm just arguing mine were better. Anyway, <laughs> what did we leave off that you would have on your list? I'm honestly surprised. Maybe it was a too obvious choice. Maybe I'm just really basic. But I'm honestly surprised neither of you had mentioned like the Oogie Boogie Bash in general. If not meeting oogie boogie himself oh, in the yeah. animation academy because i felt like first of all that's the first time you're ever meeting him 
ever. And the fact that it was such an immersive experience and he's talking to you about like, you're going to be on my Oogie Boogie list. Oh, I'm a sucker for Oogie. <laughs> now, here's one thing that I'm going to have to live with and something that's going to haunt me. You've done that. For a while. Not only have I done that, I had it on my top five and took it off two days ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I can I can I can say that I haven't done that, so you can't hold that against me, America. You can't hold it against me. It's not something I could have chosen. So, uh, but I I do think the 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 implementation of Oogie Boogie was one that I don't know. I think it was a wild card because you had the Nightmare Before Christmas concept, but Oogie Boogie is not the main character of that at all. It's Jack Skellington. And to go on a villain who, I mean, in that in that sense, a, a giant green thing might not be an icon compared to the skeleton when it comes to Halloween. Disney 180'd that and has done amazing things with Oogie Boogie. He is the villain, and of course they've created the concept of all the villains behind that celebrating the Halloween time, but... I, I think that was a really cool play. You look to have a thought on this, so go ahead. Oh, I was just going to go over the recap. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> because everything you just said is 100% correct, so and, I really don't. And you should have really taken if, it. If anyway. there's anything that's bugged me about this podcast since we started is the amount of times I've agreed with you on Thank anything. You. This is just absolutely <laughs> mind-boggling. I don't understand. All, All right, right, recap okay, time. We're a little family coming together. <laughs> yes. Let's, Let's take a look at the recap. This is... For everybody at home, and of course for Nicole as well, so to remind everybody of our picks. For me, I took Halloween Screams, the fireworks show, at number one. Villains Grove at number two. The Bride and Groom Churros at number three. Haunted Mansion Holiday, four. And a Headless Horseman photo opportunity at number five. For Christian, he went Frightfully Fun Parade. The Musical Celebration of Coco. The White Cheddar Ale and Bacon Soup. Guardians of the Galaxy, Monsters After Dark, and Space Mountain. Ghost Galaxy that for soup his five. That's so good. I'm sorry. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I'm excited for his return. And for this episode of Drafting the Magic, Nicole Cornejo, who is the winner? I think you both made wonderful arguments. I'm, If anything, it made me more excited for the Halloween season. Like, just I just love Halloween. But, alas, there can only be one winner. And this episode has to go to... Christian. I did it! It's happened! I won... First off, I won a topic that I didn't think I was going to win, so I'm pretty happy about that. But not only that, we have broken the two-streak thing. Someone's finally won three, and more importantly than even that, I'm finally in the lead. I'm so happy. Eric, you look pretty down right now. Congratulations. You're now the Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh. Ooh. Good call. Good call. And being a Braves fan, <laughs> I deserve all of all of the hurt I've suffered over the last oh my two gosh. weeks. Ladies, ladies, you're both beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but more importantly, we are just three days away from Halloween. So you, you, you got to be excited about that. And uh, looking forward to the season. Congratulations, Christian. And I will mope over this. For the next week, Nicole, as he as he mopes over here, um, what went into your decision? Why why me instead of him? He had he had haunted mansion mansion holiday. He had you know the churros. The I'm, I'm literally telling you why you should have chosen him. But uh, <laughs> you had he had all these things. What went into your decision making? Why did I get the win today? I 
I kind of went with the mentality of like, let's say I was a guest that has never been to Disneyland Resort during the Halloween season. I've seen countless advertisements for the Haunted Mansion um, overlay. So it's almost expected. But I think what really sells the Disneyland Resort when it comes to the Halloween season is all those tiny details that aren't generally advertised like, oh, Frightfully Fun Parade. Yes, we know there's a parade happening, but what are the details, you know, or hey, that soup is a little hidden gem, right? So Mm -hmm. I feel like those little hidden aspects, it's what, this is great. I'm going to come back next year. I am on cloud nine right now. Yeah, I know. I'm finally winning. This is the first time ever. I've always either been losing or tied. I'm finally winning in the streak. I'm so happy right now. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you, Nicole. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here and just keep my mouth shut. That's what's going to (laughs) happen. Well, while he does that, I will say thank you, Nicole, for joining us. I hope you had as much fun as we did with this. Um, I don't know if Eric had fun with this now that I'm looking at his face, but uh, thank you so much for joining us and a very happy Halloween to you. A happy Halloween to you too, guys. Thank you. I'm honored to be part of this process with you. Thanks, Nicole. We'll talk to you soon. I feel like that that moment where... If you watch National Treasure, yeah, I'm going random. I'm going National Treasure. You feel that moment when Riley is actually right about something and Ben doesn't know what's going on and that satisfaction. That's the satisfaction I have right now. Is this what it's like to win and lead? Is that what this is? I don't know. I've never won three in a row. I am. Well, <laughs> but you've led and... I've led twice. I am so happy. We finally broke the mold. We finally have christian on top and I'm, i might cry like i'm that happy well like i said just like my braves i've blown a two-game lead twice here we are again <laughs> well no, I, I i again i i tried to go a little bit more unique and go go out there a little bit uh, I, I didn't want to take two attractions i considered it yeah and then elected not to do it and it, it bit me in the end with much like everything else has the last three weeks but hey like i said it's halloween time and it, it i love the fall it's it's good. Yeah, I'm a sports guy. It's good yeah. football weather. I'm yeah. I'm very excited. Halloween's awesome, and it's on a Saturday this year, <laughs> uh, so you know it doesn't doesn't really get much better than that. So, uh, great time to be around. But um, it's the only thing right now keeping me from crying all over this table. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. Uh, finally got a W. Finally got the win, and well, I've, I've, I've had three W's in a row, actually, now that I think about it, uh, and I am finally leading in the series. I think uh, there are a couple of honorable mentions. Um, first off, uh, I think it's very highly underrated how Cars Land gets decked out for Halloween now. I mean, and you've got Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters, which turns into Luigi's Honkin' Halloween, and Mater's Junkyard Jamboree turns into Mater's Graveyard Jamboree. It, and just the, the decor in that area is, it's awesome. And so I, I think that's, I think those things might have missed our list, but I think that Disney does an overall job, a great job of changing an area that, let's be honest, Cars Line doesn't have any Halloween, or Cars doesn't have any Halloween stuff, except maybe Mater and the Ghost Light little short that they did and all of his little shorts they did. But I think they did a great job with the land. I, I love the decor uh, during Halloween in Cars Land just because they take all, you know, the the car parts and all the, the road signs and, and make them into whether it's a spider or yeah. a jack-o'-lantern or, or whatnot. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I th- there was I had a list of ten things, right? Um, and I had 
I got four of my top five. I only had to go to the backup list for one thing, which all I can do is execute my plan and hope for the best. Yeah. And I continuously get bit by the judge hasn't <laughs> experienced it bug. Which, yeah. I, I, again, and I've I've had some questions from, from friends who've listened and said, hey, don't you want to make sure that the judge has done everything? No, we, we don't want to do That's that. That's not because part of the show. The, the idea is literally getting lucky, right? Yeah. We, we don't want to have any type of knowledge uh, and, and no, I'll, I'll rewind to, um, well, well, we'll talk about episode one and, and Dustin's episode when we did Hollywood attractions mm-hmm. episode one. Yes. I knew that, that John Hale had his streak of radiator Springs racers. Yeah. However, I didn't know he was going to be the judge before I made my list. And I had racers at number one anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't change it or leave it because it was him. And with Dustin, I had no idea his favorite ride ever was the great movie <laughs> ride, but I, it, it was mine at, at Hollywood Studios, yeah. so it was left there. The idea is not to know going in, getting lucky, and just kind of picking what you think the judge would like. Yeah, and I, I would say neither of us really knew much about Nicole and mm-hmm. what she knew, what she liked, what she didn't like, what she had tried. Um, I mean, I think back to, like I had mentioned, the parades episode. You know, Genevieve hadn't done two of my parades, mm-hmm. at least if I can remember right. And so, and so you think about that and you go, okay, well, there is a level of not knowing. John had never been on Incredicoaster. Yeah. He had been on Screaming. He hadn't been on Incredicoaster. I didn't know that. And I don't think that really made any major play in the decision because you had racers and guardians on your list. But it, it goes to the integrity of this show of we're not vetting these people. We are asking friends. And, you know, people we've met online through this entire thing, if they'd like to join the show and judge us not knowing anything about them. Yeah. Yep. And and after all that, you got a 5-4 lead. We wrap up uh, episode nine and all I can do is pack it up and move on to the next. This is awesome. I'm so excited. Now, you said move on to the next. The next show is a milestone show for us, Eric. Ten. Number ten. We've reached the decade. <laughs> the deck. <laughs> Week deck <laughs> show, I don't know, but we we've reached number ten and we've got to go big with number ten. I feel like because it's number ten. I, I don't know. I'm really excited about it. I've been looking forward to the tenth show, just saying. Oh yeah, we've got ten shows under our belt, and I know I'm going to do that with twenty, thirty, forty, all the way through however many we do. But I don't know. It just kind of feels good. Yeah, that's how we are. We hit milestones. Hey, don't forget you can go on social media and follow Drafting the Magic on Instagram, yes. Twitter, and Facebook at Drafting the Magic on Instagram and Facebook, and on Twitter it's at Drafting Magic. I couldn't get the thought in there; it didn't fit. <laughs> Hopefully, you enjoy that. You can listen to the show on all your favorite podcast platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts, and a lot of other ones as well. So go ahead, check us out. Give us your thoughts, you know. We want to know what you thought about this episode and previous episodes. You have any ideas for upcoming shows? Let us know. We want to hear about it and tag us and share away and we'll share your thoughts on on some of the shows coming up. Yeah, we've got the polls going on on there. We've got very interactive things. We want you to tell us what your top five would be. So watch the stories on Instagram and all those little things because we've got some really cool interactive stuff going on. Yep, you don't just have to hear us ramble on (laughs) for 45 to an hour every week. You can... Go on social media and enjoy all the other stuff we have what to offer. What a concept. <laughs> do you think we're ever going to have a, a show where we draft the top five things we do for this show? <laughs> I was thinking about it. Or I you know, I was even thinking, oh, well, maybe our 11th show should be drafting 
to drafting the magic shows, and we, we would each have five. I think that's dumb. That, but, that will kill us immediately. That yeah, will end everyone our Everyone would be less interested. Yep. But, you know, I, we're having fun with the show. We hope you folks are having fun with the show. Next week, a big week after Halloween, we will officially move into November, and I think we'll have some fun with next week's show as well. I think it's time to get off this planet. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.